You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Buzz City, what up? It's your host, not Edwards. Now, granted, I'm only hosting temporarily. They're only letting me host this for just today because Walker is on a well-deserved vacation. I got my friend of me with me, Doug Branson. Nope. <laughs> but first things first, make sure that you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Hornets. You can find myself, Nada, at Nada the Scribe, Doug Branson at Doug Branson, L-O-H, not N- Doug Branson NBA like it is in the copy. We need to get that changed, Doug. We, we need to get that changed. I'm working on it. Uh, it please it'll, do. It'll be good next show. Please do. And you can catch the mailman himself, Walker Mail, at Walker Mail on Twitter, basically. It should be mailman at this point. We should get him to change that to the mailman, shouldn't we, Doug? Well, if he does that, then it'll take me at least three six weeks months? to get it changed six on months? the rundown. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, three months, six months. Uh, okay, that make that makes sense. Let's get into the show. We're going to talk a little bit about James Borrego on the uh, Adrian Wojnarowski podcast. We got a little Kemba Walker to talk about. We got the hottest segment in podcasting right now: the Matt Geiger facts. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, some of y'all listening to you in the car right now and just literally, yeah, y'all had a little sway to you, a little groove to you. You wanted to pull out the electric slide. It's, and not yet. Not yet. We got to wait. We got to wait. That's what we call teasing radio, baby. But let's get started with this. James Borrego was on the Adrian Wojnarowski podcast. I think it dropped about, what, 11, 1130 this morning? Yeah, it's recent. It's very recent. This is hot, hot off the hot off the presses. Very much so. And he had some interesting stuff to say about Tony Parker and what his fit in this role, his fit for this team was going to be. On Tony Parker, he said, important for him to have Tony, who knows the Spurs mentality, to help him instill system and system and the philosophies of this team going forward. Sees him as a fourteen. Borrego sees him as a fourteen to sixteen minute backup possibly closing games with Kemba Walker. Now, I would ask you, Doug, first things first, because, again, I'm a sharing person. Where do you see this team going in terms of closing lineups? Because, and granted, it's way too soon. It's still July. We're not even anywhere close to what we would probably see or guess or have any idea what the closing lineups for closing games are going to be. But if it's Kemba and Tony, you got to think Batum's out there, right? Kemba, Parker, Batum, Marvin Williams. Yeah. Maybe if they need that extra offensive punch and they want to spread the floor, Frank Kaminsky at the five. You know, I thought about it. I I, I do agree to, to a certain point, but with the way that team is built right now, do you trust anybody to protect any sort of at any sort of rim protection or protect the paint? Because when you start thinking about it, Tony Parker is a little bit older. It's going to be a little bit. You're going to lose a little bit on defense. Nick Batum has been known to I don't know lose guys every now and again. Kemba is Kemba. Marvin is Marvin. 
you're asking two guys that are probably anywhere from average to above average defenders to do a lot in that closing lineup if it's just if it's that lineup. A lot of question marks around the center position. I think it will be one of the the most competitive battles coming up in training camp. By the way, later on in the show, training we've got some training camp news. We got training camp news. That's true. I forgot about that. Already. So there's exactly. another there's another tease for you. But that center position with Zeller and how well Hernan Gomez played in summer league plus the possibility of Frank playing some five uh, plus the trade to bring in Bismack Biombo back to Charlotte, back to having some rim protection in Charlotte. Could could he play a factor in things as well? A lot of question marks with Cody Zeller's health being yeah, maybe the dependent. biggest one. Yeah, health dependent is probably health dependent. Cody Zeller is probably going to be the most overused statement this preseason. And let's say this too: health dependent Tony Parker. Very true. Because I think this is interesting that he sees him as a 14 to 16 minute backup as opposed to giving him maybe a more significant role as a, as a real bench utility that could come in and play two or one. Yeah. Really only mentioned him playing alongside Kimba to close out games. That's, that's also true. And the other thing is I'm kind of surprised the numbers are that low in terms of backup point guard. And if it's partially backup point guard, backup two guard, in closing situations, but if you're going to move Kemba off ball play too, it makes sense. But at the same time, I thought it would be more of a 20 to 25 minute. He'd be more of a 20 to 25 minute guy. The fact that he's not, I it makes you wonder what exactly is the plan. It does Malik Monk see some minutes at backup point guard. That's the thing I would also, because if they see him as a, if they see Malik Monk as a combo guard, then that probably justifies only 14 to 16 minutes a night for a guy like Tony Parker. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know what? He's ba- Tony Parker is backing up one Kemba Walker and Kemba Walker talked to Mike Scotto of the athletic. Well, he was talking, he was talking to a basketball camp in Ma- in Manhattan and Michael, uh, Michael Scotto, Michael Scotto. Scotto. Uh, again, if we may, if you're listening to this, Michael, and we mispronounce your name, I apologize greatly. I, I do. I. Agree. What if his name is actually Michael Scott, and he decided I can't after the office. I can't have that name anymore. So he's like, why, I'll just add. Why a note not? To the end. You'd be the second. Mo- he'd be like the second most followed guy on Twitter. Flippity flip. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! But at a camp, Kembo was speaking to a, to a bunch of kids in Manhattan, and is quoted in the article as saying. As far as seeing me in New York, I doubt it. I'm a Hornet. I'm planning on being a Hornet for a long time. So, yeah, I'm not sure about that. And this really isn't all that much surprising to me. Is it surprising to you, Doug? I don't think it's surprising at all. We've heard Kemba say uh, to reporters national and local that he loves being in Charlotte. He's built a house here in Charlotte. He wants to finish his career in Charlotte. Uh, but that doesn't really it doesn't, I, don't, I don't think it makes a difference. I think if when free agency rolls around, there there will be a lot of factors that play uh, if Kimball Walker is still in a hornet's uniform by the end of this season. But yeah. not a lot of this is in his control. The no. hornets ha- will have options around the trade deadline if they don't feel like Kimball Walker is either in their financial future and basketball future or they don't feel like they actually can retain Kimball Walker. but no one's questioning 
Kimba's allegiance to Charlotte, it's really a lot of the questions have been Charlotte's allegiance to, to Kimba. Kimba Walker. And we have examples of this. We have the Gerald Wallace example. We have a lot of guys that were dealt under ignominious circumstances. And this is what happens here. More importantly, and I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. Not everybody from New York really likes playing for New York. We've seen how the media treats New York superstars. Like, you have to look at Patrick Ewing was dogged for not winning a championship there. Look at Mello. Mello was somewhat deserved. At, at the end, it was deserved. But the guy got them the first couple of playoff appearances in God knows how long. Look at Stephon Marbury. Guys don't necessarily want to play there that live there. They want to go somewhere else. More importantly, if we're going to look at it like that, if Kemba's going to go anywhere in a big market, he's probably going to L.A. I wouldn't blame him. I'm taking 12 months of summer in L.A. hanging with LeBron over going to New York and hanging out with Chris Apps Porzingis and all that. It's, it's one of those things that boggles the mind. Just because you're from New York doesn't necessarily mean you want to play for the Knicks. I used to be a Knicks fan. I quit that narcotic in 2002 when they drafted Frank Williams 30th. I was done. There's no way that I'm going anywhere near a New York thing. Trust me, most New Yorkers feel the same way. And But, but we do have to throw out this question. Is the Knicks or Brooklyn the more attractive Spotlight for you, Doug. Well, I think, I mean, obviously the the Knicks would be the more attractive spotlight to play in Madison Square Garden to, to you know, to play for. I mean, that's obviously the bigger franchise in New York. Um, but I really think that this is less likely a, a free agent destination for Kimball Walker than, than a possible trade. trade destination because I think that both the Knicks and Brooklyn, they have point guards that they are fine going into this season with, Neil Aquina, and uh, they've got D'Angelo Russell there in in Brooklyn. But Kimball Walker would be a significant upgrade, in my opinion, over both of those options. And for New York and Brooklyn, they are going to have future assets that they may or may not be willing to deal uh, in exchange uh, for Kimball Walker. But I don't think either of them would provide that, you know, quote-unquote, all-star that Michael Jordan made as a, a qualifier for moving Kimball Walker. I, I really, I still I see. Do agree. I, I agree with that. The yeah. one thing I would say is, and I know Rick Bennell was quoting Bobby Marks when saying the longer this takes, the less they're going to get. I think their opportunity to get an all-star was never there. I think their opportunity to get the best possible return has long since been gone. And I think the closest thing that they were probably going to get was that eight pick it was going to be the eighth pick from Cleveland, and that was on a maybe if LeBron returned. I don't think that return is going to be there, and if you're going to get a D'Angelo Russell, then yeah, go for it. I actually like D'Angelo Russell's game, and financially, it makes a lot of sense. Now, let's be real here. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of what the Knicks have to offer either. I'm not sure I'm a fan of it at all. Like, they're not giving you Porzingis, obviously. They're probably not giving you Knox. Neil Aquina is nice at 19, but I want to see some more. At I want to see some more. I'm not necessarily certain on him. Where I was like Alonzo Ball, who honestly at this point has to be outside of the realm of someone that you're going to trade for. 
I want to see what I want to wait and see and see what happens because and I'm pretty sure the Hornets want to do the same thing where you want you want to make sure that you get the right package because if this goes goes sideways this is going to get ugly in Charlotte and I think we both see that coming. Well, I think a lot of it is going to depend on how competitive the Hornets think they can be, and so much of that will depend on their performance heading into this next uh, trade deadline. Very much so. We are part of the Locked On Hornets podcast network, your team every day. We have podcasts on nearly every team in the NBA, MLB, and your fantasy sports. Just search your podcast app for Locked On Hornets and your team and get more podcasts. We're covering the biggest local stories in every market. More importantly, if you want to support, if, if you want to show support for our show that we put out, please consider joining our Patreon community for as little as a dollar a month. Look, y'all, that's a pack of Jolly Ranchers right now. At this Ooh, point. Expensive Jolly Ranchers. Hey, look, some really they're really good Jolly Ranchers, though. You can help us keep maintaining the daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. And trust me, I'm not only a client. Again, I'm not only a member. I'm a client right now, baby. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There is a link in the description of the show notes for this episode. Get double entries into each one of our contests and access to ad-free content before anybody else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best possible show for Hornets Talk in Charlotte. We're going to take a quick break. We got to talk some Matt Geiger stat of facts of the day. We got to wrap up some Summer League stuff. And we got a lot more coming here on Locked On Hornets. Keep it locked here. This is Locked on Hornets. And the Google description here says, On contracts made before June, where the wheat is deliverable in December, either wheat of the grades, named or numbered, <laughs> B shares Batik of New York, N.B.A. So take that for what you will. That's a lot of information I just threw at you. I apologize. What was the grade? The Yeah, the wheat was graded uh, C-. minus. Let's get them on. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Welcome back in to the Locked On Hornets podcast. I am your substitute teacher, Nada Edwards. I got my friend of me, my homeboy, Doug Branson, riding shotgun. Walker is on a well-deserved vacation. That man works very, very hard working for ESPN 730. And at the same time, doing this podcast, he works very hard. He deserves a couple of days off. Uh, he does not sleep a lot. No, no, no. That morning show, just no. I couldn't One year anniversary, by the way, for the wake-up call. Congrats. That's true, yeah. ESPN Very, 730. Yeah, shout-out to Bobby Rosinski, Molly Cotton, everybody that makes that show possible. But I, I hear we got a Matt Geiger fact ready to go, Doug. Uh, 
Oh, it's a beautiful bed. That's a beautiful segment right there. Our guy Rick Bennell from the Charlotte Observer teased this one in his segment last week. You can go check that out on our podcast feed, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. Matt Geiger once interfered with a foul ball at Tropicana Field. You can you can Wait, find really you can find video of this. He was at a at a baseball game at a major league baseball game, and he interfered with a foul ball. And he was quoted, uh, they asked him about it after the game. He had to be escorted out by security. As he should have. Because he was being, it was the home team that he interfered with. Yes. And and he said, I'm hearing the boos. I'm the idiot. I get to the top steps and some old lady in a wheelchair says, you (laughs) a-hole. Look. He deserved it. Got the old lady wheelchair slam. Yeah, no, literally. She was absolutely a former New Yorker that was looking to enjoy her time. In Again, she's trying to enjoy the team for the home game, and then Matt Geiger comes over and ruins the party. Not a Sixers fan. No, not, not a Sixers fan. Probably not a Hornets fan. Probably not a Heat fan. Probably a Knicks fan. Probably. That's a- right. She's in Florida, but she's definitely not a Heat fan. No, no, definitely not a Heat fan. Not even an Orlando, Orlando Magic fan. You a-hole. Yes. <laughs> Let's transition over to this. We, we got to put a, I don't know, we got to put a bow on Summer League. But again, how about that? Now, the Hornets' hot streak died over the weekend. Second round of the Summer League playoffs, which I didn't realize people were gambling so heavily on. Wait a minute. If it if it can be gambled on, it will be gambled on. Yes and no. I didn't think they were going to be gambling this heavy. Like we're getting like daily articles on who's the good play for these summer league teams. If you're gambling on summer league, you have a problem, massive problem. But yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Summer league. If listen, if there is basketball being played, if there is baseball being played, if there is football being played, it will be gambled on. Would you gamble on summer league? You know, if I got a good look, uh, you know, I uh, got a good, got some good odds. You're yeah, sure. Degenerate. You look. Just I roll the dice. Uh, well, you know what? I can't even judge you because I was like, again, the dime up rocks team was in Las Vegas for the first week. And I almost had a couple of them put a $10 ticket for the Hornets to win Summer League. I should have bet on France. I totally called France winning the World Cup. Wait, how did you Way not bet before. on France? I, I, By the way, I, I called France in the group stages before okay. the knockout rounds. I went with my man, my man Pogba. Pogba! Woo! Out. You know what? Let's go to Summer League. Again, I can't even do this with you. Pogba! I can't even do this with you right now. Imbap. So Miles Bridges looked pretty decent in the final, in the conclusion of the summer league season. 18 and 11. That was the of, average, yeah. Yeah. 18 and 11 had a nice little highlight reel of almost makes. Decent playmaker. Probably has to work a lot on the jumper. And if... I would say this, and I'm trying to be nice. If him and Michael Kidd Gilchrist played horse, it might be a closer game than we think. Whoa. It might be. Hold on. 
<laughs> a lot of people, though, talking about that throwdown that Bridges had early in the game. Did you see that one? In oh, the, I saw the, those. In the game against the Raptors. I did Woo-hoo! see those. Yeah. He was trying to end dudes. I will give him this. I will absolutely give him this. He has an excitement and exuberance, a tr- just a willingness to embarrass his opponent. You got to love that. You do. You but, do. Well, because one of the questions that we had about Bridges in our draft coverage was, does he have that killer instinct? Does he have that alpha dog mentality that he can get to? Does he have that mentality of, I can be the best player on the floor? And I think that he showed that he certainly has the capability to do that. Now, now can can the rest of his game come and back that up when he when he plays NBA competition? We'll have to see through the years. Yeah. But you, you got a little taste of it. The aggression, the the willingness to to get up like that and, and to make his voice heard. The one thing I will say about it, one thing I do agree with this, but you know what his best position was, ironically, in summer league that I didn't think was coming? It was center. Mm. He was taking a lot of fives to the bucket. He was getting to the bucket a lot against summer league fives. Now, granted, that doesn't necessarily make you feel good about it, but if he can get some of these bigger fours and fives on drives and put you on posters, it opens a lot up in terms of playing small ball four. Now he's got to improve the jumper, but, I mean, there is a lot there to like. There was a lot there, especially after the first couple of games where he was kind of underwhelming. And there's a again, you got a lot to look forward to with this team. There's there should be at least a little bit more excitement. Now, granted, now another guy that the Hornets secretly have a little bit of excitement about is Joe Chile. And according to Buzz Peterson, the Hornets are kind of impressed. And he could kind of get a look in training camp as a guy that probably is going to be headed to Greensboro. Now Chile came in for Devontae Graham, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. When he get, came, uh, when Devontae Graham went down, Chile came in, got his opportunity, took it, got again, took made the best of his opportunity, and I can see him in Greensboro. Chile, uh, the one thing you liked about him, and probably what they saw, uh, is is his comfort level. Yeah, I mean, he came in there, he was willing to make plays, he was finding Makura underneath the basket, and, and working well to get guys like Miles Bridges decent looks. Uh, from beyond the arc with his driving kick. So Chile was doing really nice things out there. He's, But do you see him as a guy that's going to be a 15th guy, on a, a 14th, 15th guy on a roster, on an NBA roster? Because that's where I think it stops for me. Well, with the depth issues that the Hornets, I think, will still have at the point guard True. position, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility because, yes, you do shore things up at the the direct backup to Kimball Walker when you sign Tony Parker, but beyond that, you've got Devontae Graham, who uh, is is a question mark now with his Condolard lesion, yes. and, and who, who steps up in that third role. So I think Chile has to go into training camp with – a lot of optimism about his odds of of making this roster if he continues to play this well. Well, and yeah, and you absolutely have a point. And if oh, speaking of uh, speaking of playing well, but only for one game, they didn't they didn't decide to uncork Malik Monk on the rest of the summer league, and I thought that was going to be a severe possibility, especially if the idea was to show out and win this. I thought they were going to uncork monk and monk looked like he wanted to be out there so badly 
Yeah, erring on the side of caution. I completely understand it, especially with with the history of injuries that he is now accumulating in the summer. You want him fresh, ready to go for training camp, especially when you get the good news that it's not broken. It's yeah. not it's not a broken thumb. You know, I mean, they 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 catch a break, and you don't want to play with fate at that point. Just save save Malik until he can get back out there and 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 get with the rest of this team where it really matters. I mean, ultimately, Vegas, unless you're betting, ultimately Vegas doesn't matter. Well, Vegas, let's put it this way. Even if you're betting, you shouldn't be betting big on Summer League. Save your money for the World Cup like some of us should have done. Yes, yes. And last thing, we can't have nice things in, in Charlotte, can we? Not for Summer League, not any, not ever. We can't have nice things, can we? It's tough. Malik Monk goes down. Devontae Graham goes down. Billy Hernan Gomez has a death in the family, has to leave Vegas at the hottest. Like, he was one of those, he's one of those dudes that left the table at poker entirely too soon while he had a hot hand. He had to get up and go because he had a family emergency. It was the, it's very similar to that. And he had to get up. And one of the best performers in Vegas, obviously, unfortunate yes. for, for that to happen to anyone. But Billy, I think Billy had shown everything uh, to everyone that he could at that point. And uh, he is he is going to be a very interesting factor in this in this center battle for the Charlotte Hornets. Is it bad? I think he starts. Like I, think I still think that's a little that's a little too soon. I think it, I also I do think it's too soon. But from what he provides, and if the idea is pace, space, three point shooting, and being decently a decent defender, we're not asking him to be above board on this. We're not. We're just asking him to be decent. And also, he's a guy that can take the pounding that we're not necessarily so sure that Cody Zeller can do right now. For- I think Cody Zeller is still the more talented NBA player, oh. and and you start him, and you you continue to watch Billy's development, and and he he gets more rotation minutes, and then you see what happens from there. Yeah, you're probably right about now, that. Now, I could definitely see a situation where if, if Billy continues to do this in training camp and gets, gets significantly more minutes in the rotation than he did last season, starts to play well, Cody goes down with injury, Billy continues to play well. It's like he's knocking on the door at this point, but you don't let him in immediately. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I know I do. you do. I'm saying I don't think that that's what, what the, the Hornets will do. You're still on the – the thing is – you're still on the clock. Granted, he's under a just ridiculously cap-controlled contract. But at the same time, if you can get starter minutes out of a guy that's making only, what, about a million, a million five? You play the best player. What are you talking about? Money. You play the best player and you... We, we always talk about the Charlotte this is not This is not talent to dollar ratio. You're play, you got to play when, the best player so that you can make the playoffs. The talent, that's what the Hornets are trying to when do. When the talent is close, you sometimes the dollar the ratio... I'm telling you, the talent's not close. It, it's closer than we'd like to think. You know what? We're going to move on because one one more thing... We got to salute Dwayne Bacon for going out there, being a G. He Salud. had He had a chance to sit down because, as, as Doug pointed out, we had seen basically everything we needed to see out of everybody of consequence, Graham, Bridges, Billy, and Bacon for the most part, and to a point, J.P. McCora and Kubolka. We had seen everything we needed to see. That playoff game was gravy against the Raptors, and what happens? Bacon's like, look, I'm out here. 
I'm going to participate. I'm going to try and win. Isaiah Thomas of the of NBA TV said he had the option to sit down. He chose not to, and then he put on a hell of a show against the Raptors. And if you know, if you've heard Bacon and any of these post game interviews, I mean, the kid exudes quiet confidence. I mean, he talks about wanting to be one of the greatest players at his position. I mean, th- those are the type of goals that he has for himself, and he doesn't say it in a way that sounds ridiculous. He says it in a way that makes you believe like that this guy's going to go out and do everything in his power to make that happen. And, you know, you just see that in in every decision that he makes. No, I want to play. I see all... And, and it's a... Honestly... It's kind of a brave decision Very because brave. you're see he's seen Malik Monk get injured. He's seen Devontae Graham get injured. And, and now he decides, all right, no, I'm, I'm still going to play. Exactly. Especially after seeing we can't have nice things here. That is a risk that I am just not willing to take. But we are coming from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you are in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do. Make more sales more Locked On Hornets coming up. Keep it locked here, y'all. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. The one draft pick you hit on was Kimba Walker, and you, you drafted Bismack Biamba before him. Oh! You got it right the second time, which is great. I am too smart. SMRT. But you drafted Biombo before Kimba Walker. So, <laughs> again, you almost messed that one up as well. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Welcome back into Locked on Hornets. I am your substitute teacher, not Edwards. Doug Branson, controlling everything behind the scenes. And I love substitute teachers. Yeah, it, was always, it was always a crapshoot, but man, when you got a good one, that they they were easy to manipulate because they you they were on their back heels. Yes, they were. They always know? were. And if you controlled the classroom, if if you if you were sort of the lead dog in the classroom, you had an opportunity to really you you could you, yes of course the teacher lets us watch remember the titans over and over that's what we do this is remember the titans 101 and they're like oh, uh, wait, okay wait wait, wait wait hold up hold up you got to watch remember the titans in, in school oh man i hate you my right theater now. class was 70 percent remember the titans i hate you right now i never got that the most i got was like hello dolly three or four times when i was in it's an interesting period of my life that I really don't want to talk about. Let's talk about some training camp announcements. Hornets came out with an announcement yesterday, I believe, where they are holding training camp and a preseason game in the Dean Dome at Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You and see. So Hills, go. You, you can tell I'm dealing with a Chapel Hill grad right there. September 28th, they're going to take on the Boston Celtics. It'll be the first time the Hornets have played a preseason game in Chapel Hill since 2006. Tickets for that game are coming on sale this Thursday, Hornets.com. You're probably going to want to get a part of this. Is this a good idea, though? Did you know? That's the did you know sound effect. Oh, Lord. Did you know that Michael Jordan went... To the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I did you not. You know who is good at basketball? Michael Jordan. I love that sound effect. I love that one. I love that one so, so much. Because it's one of my from one of my favorite shows. So. 
But do you think this is a good idea, Doug? <laughs> Did you know that Mitch Kupchak went to and played basketball for the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill? I did not know that. Is there another? Is there? I'm sensing a theme here. There's another one, isn't there? No, that's all. Did you know that power forward Marvin Williams (laughs) spent one national championship year at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill? There's one more, though. You're forgetting one more. Aren't you forgetting about Buzz? Did you know that Buzz Peterson, assistant general manager of the Charlotte Hornets, went to and played basketball for the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I, I'm sensing a theme here. I, I think this is one of those times where, you know what? I'm all right with it. For some reason, I am perfectly fine with this. What? Yes. Normally, flip. normally, I would be all against this. I put this in the show specifically because I felt like you would have an issue of 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 this blatant attempt to leverage the the mecca of triangle basketball to oh, help no. with the 30th anniversary hype train that that the Hornets are trying to build, but you're you're totally cool with it. I'm totally cool with it because I'm th- thinking we need to take a work trip up to Chapel Hill for this. All game. right, here we go. This See, is- this is what happens when the pod dad goes away. Yes, like literally, we can justify a trip out of this, right, Doug? We can justify this. You you want to go to live show from the Dean Dome. I live like show it. from the Dean again, live from the Dean Dome, locked on Hornets. I like that idea. Now, granted, we're gonna need some help from y'all on Patreon, but still, I like that idea. I like that idea. I think we need to put this in the universe. I'm perfectly fine with this. More importantly, at this point, the upstate of North Carolina does not it gets relatively ignored by the Hornets and the Hornets coverage. I think making inroads to this, now granted, it's not going to be like a winning team going up there, but making whatever kind of inroads you can to something like this can only help this team, especially if we're talking about gaining an attachment. You always got to think about the kids in Raleigh that are going to be hard-pressed to come to see a Hornets game at any given time. So I'm always going to be for outreach, always. Now, I heard you have... A pop culture question for me today, Doug. Well, so here's the deal. You are the person that I know that has their finger on the pulse stronger than anyone when it comes to pop culture. So whenever I have pop culture questions, I have to come to you, not yeah. you are you are a an encyclopedia of useless of information. The, of yeah. useless, vapid pop culture information. Yes. So explain to me quickly. Why people are donating money, and I say quickly because I just I can't bear to hear this without getting a headache. Why are people donating money to famed rich person Kylie Jenner? Because they want to make her a billionaire because she's only worth nine nine hundred million. Now, now and mind you, also oh, God. also because people are stupid. Okay, people are stupid. I got Let, it. Let's just leave it there. People are stupid. See, it's much smarter to bet on Summer League than give your money. Just take that money and bet on Or give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to me so I can go back in time and bet on Pogba! (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, you know what? We're going to get out of here before me and you start fighting over the the proper pronunciation of this this guy's name. Pogba! Yeah, it's Pogba. Paul Pogba. Respect the God French soccer player, all right? Respect that man. 
put some respect on his name, Doug. Mbop. You know what? I ain't going. I ain't even going to do this with you. Thank y'all for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Just search Locked On Hornets. For Doug, for myself, for the vacationing walker, we'll see y'all Thursday. See you guys. <laughs>